Welcome into Wrestling With Ideas. I am Zach McGibbon. Alongside me is Alec Miski. We have on the line a very, very special guest. He is the innovator of the DDT. He is one of the best, I'd say, to ever do the dark promo. And he is WWE Hall of Famer. We have on the line Jake the Snake Roberts. How are you doing today, Jake? Doing great, man. How about you guys? Uh, I'm feeling fantastic. We're glad to have you on here for uh, Wrestling With Ideas. No problem, man. I've been looking forward to it. So let's do something crazy. All right. I can't wait to get things started. And uh, so I just want to get one quick question out of the way. Uh, with the recent announcement sure. of uh, Bret Hart having prostate cancer, uh, have you been in yeah, any contact right. with uh, Bret Hart recently? No, I haven't. You know, I did uh, put a word out there for him. You know, uh, I understand that his older brother also has cancer. So, uh He's certainly uh, facing some tough times, but, you know, I believe in Brett. Uh, I believe that, you know, that he can fight through this thing. You know, it's about it's about making a decision to fight, you know. Uh, cancer's not a game. I went through my little stint with it, and, uh, you know, you, gotta, you just got to face it, man, and then get in there and start swinging, and that's the only way to do it. And, uh and of course, you got. It helps if you have the right oncologist to work with. But uh, I'm sure he's going to get proper care. And uh, looking forward to hearing him say he's got the all clear. Yeah, me too. And uh, is is if there's any advice you could give to Bret Hart as he tries to uh, battle through prostate cancer, what would it be? Oh yeah, stay positive, man. Stay positive. You know, because it does get scary, man. You know. Sometimes you'll be alone, you'll start thinking, and uh, the old mind will take you someplace you don't really need to be, you know. And uh, uh, if the the world was run by what ifs, we'd all be in a lot of trouble, you know. And uh, you just can't be negative, and you just got to keep swinging, like I said. He'll do fine, man. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I just want to go into your uh, early uh, WWF career, if that's all right. And. And uh, just uh, one question here. First, how, how did the Jake the Snake Roberts name uh, come up? Or was there any influence into the name? Well, I always had that name. You know, uh, I came up with that, that character myself. And uh, Jake the Snake Roberts was around long before he had the WWF, or WWF at the time. And, um, you know, carrying a snake was something I'd always wanted to do, but I'd never been allowed to. Um, most promoters... Uh, uh, one comes to mind, Bill Watts said, you know, this is a damn circus. You know, what the hell do you think you're doing? Well, I guess it is a circus now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that absolutely sounds like uh, Bill Watts. Just yeah. another an- another thing, uh, it's noted that you actually did not win any titles in the WWF. Were there any storylines mm-hmm. at all while you were there to win any sort of title, like the Intercontinental title or even a tag team title? I have no idea, you know, titles are not something that you need. If you know, if you don't have to have them, it's better to do without them. You know, uh, some guys need it. You know, if you, if you think about the reason for titles, it's pretty simple. They're trying to make a star out of somebody. Well, I've been a star long before I ever got to WWF. And, uh, you know, I didn't need uh, a title around my waist to to raise me to that level. And uh, there were some people that needed titles. You know, um, that's just the way it is. So for me to carry one around, are you serious? I've got a damn 100-pound snake. i got all my wrestling gear. Do I really want to carry a title, too? I don't think so. 
Yeah, that 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 certainly makes sense. I mean, it, I mean, it must be uh, hard to having to carry a snake onto the plane, and while also having to carry. Oh, it was a pain in the butt, man. <laughs> you have no idea what it was dealing with that, you know, night in and night out, you know, and uh, taking it to the hotel rooms, uh, getting up to use the restroom three o'clock in the morning. You got to worry about the damn snake being in the bathroom, and what are you going to do, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely. Not, you know. I, People, people have no idea what I suffered with, man. And uh, you know, I said that was just part of the character. You know, guess if I'd been smart, I'd been Billy the Bug instead of Jake the Snake. You know, because the bug would have been much simpler to carry around and wouldn't been barely as invasive and uh, wouldn't have caused me the problems that Snake did. Because he certainly, uh, he certainly made my night, my nights, uh, an adventure. You know, like I said, you got to use your restroom with the snakes in there. So, okay, what are you going to do here? You know, you trust him. I mean, you got your you got your family jewels out there in front of him. You know, and uh, or maybe you got to sit down to uh, relieve yourself. And uh, the snakes wrapped around the toilet. Okay, well that's going to make this more fun. Uh, you know, it's, it's not a bed of roses, man. And. Uh, you know, that's not to mention, what if you get a girl with you? She's not going to go in that bathroom with a damn snake in there. She's going to make you move the snake. Well, that kind of interrupts the whole flow of things, probably. But, uh, you know, uh, the snake was a great thing, man. Uh, part of the character, part of the mystery, part of the fear. And I used it, and uh, I worked hard with it. But uh, it was certainly a liability, too. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I speaking of the snake, uh, I want to uh, go into one of your feuds, which is one of my personal favorite feuds, uh, your feud with uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. And uh, right. one, one of the most memorable moments has to be when uh, Savage was bitten by the King Cobra. Was that all planned? Like, was the snakes really oh, yeah. supposed to bite? Sn- oh, yeah. Yeah, it was planned. And, uh, you know, what people don't know is, is that Randy made the snake bite me first in the back before he would let it, allow it to bite him on stage. Uh, he, uh, he was uh, concerned that maybe it wasn't devenomized and uh, there might be poison going through that snake and that I might be lighting him up trying to take his title from him, which I thought it was just, you know, you're, are you insane? Randy was insane, but are you crazy, man? He's like, well, if there's not a problem, man, won't you let it bite you first? Yeah, that's a good idea. So I had to um, get the cobra out and let it latch onto my leg for, you know, a bit. And then uh, once the snake released, I had to sit there and make sure I didn't take no anti-serum or what have you to uh, satisfy Randy's curiosity. So um, once we did that, then he was all about going out there and doing it. But uh, that's definitely one of my favorite moments of my career uh, when that snake sunk his fangs into the nice fangs. The cobras don't have fangs, they have teeth. But uh, when he was chewing on Randy's arm, that was certainly a high for me and certainly something that I revisit quite often. Hi, Jake. I'm just wondering, um, like, how hard was it to work with snakes in the ring and in promos? Well, it was a a pain in the butt, man, uh, especially doing promos. Because they were always, I'll oh, get the snake out. You know, it, it's hard not to do a great promo anyway. But to have a 15-foot snake tugging on you and pulling on you and pushing on you and trying to bite you or or defecating on you or 
pissing on you. You know, it's kind of distracting, you know, and uh, not to mention it'll wear you out. Um, those things just don't lay up on your shoulders and, uh, you know, take care of you. You know, they're trying to get away from you or get on you or, or, or rap on you. Once they rap on you, they start squeezing. Look out. You can get in trouble there. Um, no, it was a pain in the butt, man. So uh, very seldom that I do interviews with the snake out. Because it, um, it, really, it really was hard to stay focused and uh, to stay on point. And uh, I always valued the interview time and always uh, respected um, the time that was used, and I always tried to make the most of it. So uh, very seldom you see me with the snake out. I just uh, I didn't agree to it. And uh, we, we mentioned earlier about Macho Man uh, Randy Savage. What was it like uh, working with the Macho Man? Well, it was never boring. I'll tell you that. Uh, Randy was a different character. He was wound pretty tight. Um, we had some problems in the ring because, uh, you know, after I slapped Elizabeth and all that, you know, he had not told her family about the business side of wrestling. So they were taking everything and going to the bank with it as, as that's in stone, which we all know that there's a business side to wrestling and that these aren't what they seem to be, but uh, Randy and, and not telling them, they were making a lot of demands on Randy to do something about me, which uh, sort of, short of being killed, would not have been enough for them. They, they thought that I should have been killed for ever touching Elizabeth, and I'm sure there are a lot of fans that felt that way, but are we really going to take it that far? So Randy was pretty angry at times when he'd get in the ring because he'd be given a hard time on the phone by the by the family or maybe even by Elizabeth. I don't know for sure. But um, he would come out there with an extra gear about his work. And uh, I would just have to, to hang on to him and let him slow down, let him get tired. Then once he got tired, we'd go back to doing some business. But um, I enjoyed wrestling Randy. Uh Enjoyed doing the promos with Randy because he's so funny. Uh, to me, he was funny, but um, his interviews were were lacking in a lot of ways. Uh, he was pretty. Um, I don't know, man. He was just a little slow. You know, <laughs> I loved the guy to death, man. But I could chew him up on interviews any night and day, and with my eyes closed. But uh, being in the ring with him and competing with him was a treat. And we both we both did very well. Anytime we got in a ring together, whether it be Saturday night's main event or Tuesday in Texas or wherever we did it, so um, it was a plus. And one of the greatest compliments I ever had was uh, from Randy's father, uh, Angelo Poffo, came to me and, um, after uh, the match uh, on uh, NBC. So that's the greatest match Randy ever had. And I just appreciate you taking him through it, Jake. And uh, so that was that was quite a compliment, you know. It really was. Uh, just to touch on your promo work, uh, to me, you're one of the people that really revolutionized how promos were done. And I'm just wondering, how much control did you mm-hmm. have over the content and direction of them? Complete, complete. Uh, nobody got in my way. Uh, you know, it's pretty funny. Back in the day we were having to do 60, 70 promos anytime TV was there. 
And uh, that's a lot of promos, man, when you're talking a minute and a half to three minutes each. Um, this is back in the day when they were doing promos for each town individually. And uh, if you were there, you had to do a set of nine. So that's a lot of promos. And uh, a lot of guys had a hard time with it. Uh, me, I made a game out of it. You know, I I just did silly stuff. You know, I, I challenged the... Uh, the TV guys to, hey, give me a word, and I'll make a promo out of it, whether it be spaghetti. Well, I'm the meatballs of your spaghetti, or whatever. Just, just rattle stuff off. A lot of guys were challenged by that, but uh, to me, it was just a game. You know, there's some guys that would do one promo, and it would take them 45 minutes to get one promo out. Well, that's not good if you got 50 or 60 of them to do. You know, and uh, I, my nickname to the TV guys was One Take Jake. Um, they said, you, you can go right through 50 or 60 interviews and never have to redo one. How is that? Well, nobody knows that you're making a mistake except for you. So roll with what you got, you know. And uh, uh, just, you know, some guys try to memorize stuff, do a promo. The, the second you start trying to memorize everything, man, you've lost you've truly lost because you're not going to get the character involved in it. You're not going to get the meaning behind it. In it. Uh, you're just going to be reciting words. And we all know that when you put athletes out there and you expect them to recite 25, 30 words, you know, you're going to have problems. But uh, one take Jake was out there to have fun, and I certainly enjoyed it, and I always tried to get my point across. So I think I was pretty successful for the most part. And, uh, yeah, very interesting story there. And uh, I want to skip ahead uh, just a little bit to over to uh, King of the Ring 1996. Um, that was when you faced uh, Aust- Steve Austin in the final, and he had that uh, very famous promo, the Austin 316 promo. Did, were you aware of the contents of the promo? Like, did you know that oh, kind yeah. of promo was going to happen? Yeah. yeah. I think they really missed the boat, though. You know, I whenever Steve hit me with that, I was like, cool, man, let's go with it, you know, because uh, it was a good thing. You know, help put him on the mat, and uh, certainly it was certainly was a knock knock on my my religious beliefs or at all. In fact, it brought it to the forefront. You know, uh, I always felt they missed the boat because uh, after you know Austin three sixteen, they should have came out with Austin's Ten Commandments. You know, number one being Thou shalt not kill unless thou art pissed. Uh, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife unless she's really hot. Uh, I shall honor thy mother and father and listen. You know, we could have made a whole lot of money with T-shirts like that. That's a great story. And uh, I want to skip ahead a little more over into uh, 2006. And you actually did uh, some work with TNA, helping out with the Hardcore Battle Royal with the Abyss and all that. And what what was it like working in TNA at the time? Uh, minor league. You know, it was... Uh, I didn't really have a very good time at all. It basically was for the cash involved. Uh, it was a step down, a step backwards, uh, whatever you want to call it. It is what it is. Uh, TNA will never be at the level WWE is. Um, you know, it, it's a joke to really say them in the same sentence as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's a shame because uh, Competition is great for business, and I think that if we look back in the history books, uh, when 
when uh, Turner and those guys were giving uh, WWE a hard time back in, um, I forgot what years they were, but uh, that that forces everybody to, to lift their game a bit, you know, and it forces the athletes to lift their game a bit, and it gets, gives different people the opportunity to, to get out there because, they're, you know, when you're down, you're looking for the answer. Um, that's certainly how Steve Austin got his break. Um, I know when I was there and um, Austin came in as the ring like the ring what was he the ring master the ring master ring yeah, ring master whatever what a joke that was you know and uh, having somebody else talk to him and DiBiase that was a complete waste and uh, you know the Vince McMahon's uh, look on Steve Austin at the time was well he'll be a good second or third match. And uh, I, at the time, was helping write television. I said, Vince, you're wrong. That guy's going to be your next superstar. And he's like, there's no way in hell. Well, that's when we did the King of the Ring thing and uh, lifted him up a little bit here, a little bit there. Back then, Steve was uh, confiding in me several times weekly, and I would help him with his matches and help him with his interviews. And uh, certainly glad I did it. Um, Steve Austin was one of those guys that... uh, you know, it took him it took him a little bit longer to get established, but once he became established, he was solid as a rock. And uh, uh, there's a lot of guys that go through their careers and never get that opportunity like Steve did. And uh, I'd like to think that I was a big part of him getting that opportunity and him making good on it. Uh, I know I, I helped raise him to another level. That's the reason I went out there and did what I did. And uh, I would gladly do it again because uh, I think if you look at that era when Austin was, you know, on top and uh, making things happen, it was certainly a good time for the WWE and a great time for the fans. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, just going back uh, to that new generation era, what was it like working with uh, top guys like Bret Hart and uh, Shawn Michaels? A real pain in the ass. Uh, you know, writing television with those guys involved, it was um, it was ridiculous. Uh, I think my statement to Vince was, uh, "You're letting the inmates run the asylum." Uh, it was um, it was ridiculous. It really was. And both those guys ought to be ashamed of the way they behaved and acted. Um, again, uh, that's what happens. Sometimes you give some people rope and they'll hang themselves. Well. Those two damn guys should have hung themselves because uh, just the way they carried on with each other and uh, the way they handled their business was uh, really piss poor. And, uh, you know, those weren't uh, great times at the box office either. Well, remember, you know, uh, some of the worst, uh, the leanest years were while those guys were in that big spot. And, uh, you know, I, I love Brett to death, and um, Sean and I spent a lot of time together. Um, I had a lot, I had a little bit to do with Sean's character getting over. Uh, I was the guy that came up with the idea of, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Sean has left the building, which used to really piss the people off. You know, just stop a match or whatever, and then make that announcement like it was some big deal. Uh, it was quite funny, but uh, you know. He, you got to get in people's head, and that's what I was trying to do, and uh, I did it. But, uh, you know, those guys worked their butts off. There's no doubt about that. But uh, really, to, to behave like two, 
to school children um, on the playground and as far as uh, dropping titles and all that. Really? Come on, man. Give me a break. I, we've heard that uh, big heat between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. It took oh, a, lo- it a long, long time to get it resolved. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous when you got writers sitting around a table waiting to write something and uh, you're having to get their permission to write. Are you serious? You know, if it had been me, I'd have fired both of them some of bitches and let it go at that. We'll move over to uh, modern-day WWE then. Uh, mm-hmm. If you were ever offered a, a position as a trainer in NXT for promos mm-hmm. or anything like that, would, mm-hmm. you ever, would you ever consider it? Certainly. Certainly I would consider it. Whether I'd do it or not, that's another thing. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm 60 years old, man, and I'm pretty, uh, pretty set in my ways and what I believe and uh, how I believe things should be done. And uh, Vince, on the other hand, has got his idea of the way things should be done. Triple H has got his idea of the way things should be done. And um, when you put us all on a big hat, mine don't matter much because I don't own the company. So I don't know if it would work. I would certainly voice my opinion, and my opinion might get me in trouble. Um, Having said that... um, if I had the opportunity, I would love to do something with Bray Wyatt. Uh, I think I'm a, just an automatic fit for him. And I have talked to Bray about doing something, and uh, we would love to do something. Whether it happens, I don't think it will. But that's all right. I did challenge him this last year to a uh, stripper's pole match, and I think that would have been very interesting at WrestleMania. That would have been a very entertaining match to watch, certainly indeed. And uh, you mentioned yeah. you mentioned uh, a couple of years ago that uh, when you were going through your recovery with DDP, mm-hmm. that uh, you wanted to wrestle in the Royal Rumble. Is that still yeah. is that still a goal for you at this point? Yeah, I would like to try next year. Uh, this year, of course, is gone, but uh, I couldn't have done it this year anyway because I was just getting over the hip replacement. But uh, the hip is coming along fine, and I'm getting myself back into the shape that I want to be. Uh, I think next uh, next year would be the year. Uh, I'm going to give it a, a full shot of uh, let's go, let's try it, and uh, be in the best shape of my life of uh, this next year's Royal Rumble. And, uh, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. But gosh, it sure would be good one last time. I just don't know if the world's ready for it. But uh, if they're not ready for that, how in the hell can the people in Ottawa be ready for me at Yuck Yucks, huh? Well, I tell you, I was in Ottawa before, and I really enjoyed myself while I was there. I'm going to get a chance to go out and look at some of the country around and check out some of the architecture there in town, too. But I am looking forward to uh, performing at Yuck Yucks again. Expect full houses, both. Both nights, and uh, so you better grab your tickets as soon as you can. Yeah, absolutely. It's certainly a can't-miss event. And uh, just one last quick thing before we let you off. Yep. Uh, would you be willing to do a promo for uh, Wrestling With Ideas? Sure. Sweets, go out, go on ahead. You guys ready? Yepers. This is Jake the Steak Roberts. You know what you're listening to, don't you? Yeah, Wrestling With Ideas. Here's one idea for sure, though. You don't play with snakes. If you do, you get bit. 
absolutely awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to do an interview with us. Again, you're going to be at uh, Yuck Yucks February 23rd and 24th, and you have a documentary out. Is that correct? Yeah, documentary is out and doing real well. It's called The Resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts. And within the next three months, my book will be out. So look out, folks. Just when you thought it was safe to go out at night, Jake's still there. Awesome, man. Uh, We'll let you go. Thanks again for doing this interview with us. All right, take care.